Have you ever wondered, what's so special about that song? Have you asked yourself why you can't get that one song out of your head? Find out here, as my fellow musician and co-host, Didier Jonti, also known as A, and I, Dristan Solomon, also known as Drish, analyze and deconstruct your favorite Christian music. This is Noteworthy. Run to the Father by Cody Carnes. This song is off of his album, also called Run to the Father, that released March 13, 2020, and it is written by Cody Carnes, Matt Meher, and Rand Jackson. And um, I honestly can't stop listening to the song again mm. and again and again. <laughs> <laughs> and if you haven't listened to this song and didn't catch that, definitely go do so with yeah. any of the links on our social media pages. Yeah. What are your thoughts about this song? I'm very fond of this song. I think it's a really nice, very worshipful, honest, and just overall very well-written song as well. What about you? When I first heard this song, I think you showed it to me. I was like, I've definitely heard this song before. And I think that's actually one of the things that's cool about it. It just feels very familiar feels like you've already mm-hmm. you have heard this before and like not a and not a bad way i think that can sound maybe bad like oh here's another song but more mm-hmm. like a familiar good feeling about this song but speaking of of cody Carnes voice who is cody Carnes? as far as i am aware cody Carnes is a worship leader and i guess i know him as Carrie Job's husband now, although I didn't know originally that Carrie Job's and Cody Carnes were married until somebody at this camp that I was working at last summer told me, and I was like, whoa, that's crazy because these are two of the most amazing voices in worship music. Wow. It's great because they sing together, they write together as well, which yeah. is honestly really cool, and that's about all I know about Cody Carnes. Yeah, he's a worship leader and songwriter. Like, he... I think he writes for other people or with other people, obviously, mm. because of like the blessing in, for example, that came out through Elevation. He started leading worship at Gateway Church, and that's actually where he met his wife, Carrie Job. Um, mm. But now the the couple just travels and they uh, they lead worship at conferences or churches or worship nights and things like that. Like on his website, you can like book him for your church. We saw him lead us in worship once, and it was incredible. Yeah, we did, and he was really great. And just he's he's one of those people who who can lead you in worship and not even have like anything to do with you, and he still does that super well. Like you know, it's it's always different when you know the person who's leading in worship as opposed to when you don't, because when you yeah. don't, it sometimes turns into it sometimes feels more like oh this is a performance. Yeah, but with Cody Carnes, he is really a worship leader. In the true sense. And Mm -hmm. he does, I think, a really good job. Well, uh, do you want to tell us a little about the song and where it comes from? So, Run to the Father is, uh, right off the bat, it's just a great song. It's about relying on God and coming as you are and just kind of that desperation, longing for God. Mm. And 
it's just a really cool posture to have. Even this weekend, this song has been really helpful for me, just like listening to it, not even for this podcast or anything, just being led by it. And that's the whole point of worship music, to really point your eyes in the right direction. It's saying like, whatever is coming through my life, whatever is happening, I'm going to focus on the one who's like the most important, the only one who can provide comfort and love and satisfaction, really. That's really good. Yeah, and that's definitely clear right from the title of the song itself. All through the song, you'll see that theme over and over. So let's get down to talking about the song. Yeah, so it actually starts with this little intro. It's an instrumental intro. But it's not, it doesn't feel like a set melody that was like, here's this lick we're going to play in the beginning. They kind of play a few chords and actually towards the end of the intro, they play part of the melody of the end of the verse. So it's kind of like just taking a little bit of that verse melody and putting it Mm. in the intro. And then he gets into the verse. Yeah. And the verse is, I've carried a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. I see it now. I'm laying it down, and I know that I need you. Firstly, I don't hear the I see it now, I'm laying it down, and I know that I need you part as part of the verse. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily sure if it is. Here's what I do know. Genius.com and Worship Together, they block it off as verse 1. Yeah. But on a video that I watched, Cody Carnes is explaining some parts of the song and he calls that part the pre-chorus that kind of validated me because i was like that it really does connect the verse to the chorus and yeah in my opinion it's a true pre-chorus and not an extension of the verse i would agree i feel like when i when i hear it i i thought oh okay this is a pre but then i think the reason these websites probably put it as the verse is because they're so stuck together. Like, there's no, like, pause between I hear your invitation Mm. to let it all go and then I see it now. Like, there's not, like, a little musical break or anything. It just flows right into it. But when you look at the melody and how it feels, it really feels like a transition into what we're about to sing next. So the words on verse 1 are clearly from the perspective of the singer talking about the personal state of the person singing um, which is a burdened and tired and kind of a weary place so the first two lines of the verse are coming from that perspective and then the third line brings god into the picture where he says i hear your invitation to let it all go and we go into the pre-chorus which is our response Mm. that's a really cool way of just telling a story because it's really Mm -hmm. sticking to this is where I was, this is what Mm -hmm. you're saying, and this is my response in the chorus. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, I think it's really well constructed and intentionally constructed that way too. And then he goes into the chorus. Definitely the chorus is always the biggest part of the song, the most, usually. (laughs) But (laughs) (laughs) this chorus is just very good in general. And the words are, I run to the Father, I fall into grace, I'm done with the hiding, no reason to wait. My heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I'll run to the Father again and again and again and again. I think something that makes this chorus really stand out 
are the word choices mm. in this course. There's these specific action words, like I run to the Father, I fall into grace, and those are just so engaging because when you're singing something like I run to the Father, you picture yourself. You're like, I run to the Father. Mm. As opposed to something like, the Father calls me to him, which is also a great image, but mm. it's different. It's a completely different feel. It's a completely different um, yeah. emotion, sentiment. I feel like it's also like a very cool picture of the prodigal son yeah, who comes back home. Really, it was the father running to him, but the emotion is still like, I'm even going to take a step further. I'm going to run to the father and then falling into grace it's kind of like that same mm. picture of like running and then falling into like jesus's arms it's really cool yeah and fall into grace is so good yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like such a great way of saying that it's like i'm in letting grace take all over me not trying to fight it and there's something about i'm done with the hiding mm. that gets me mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The way you say something like, I'm done with this. You know, I'm done with that. Yeah. I'm I'm like, I'm done with the hiding. It's just... Expressing frustration. Yeah. Or like that desperation. Yeah. Like, it's not like a, I'm leaving behind the hiding. Yeah. But it's like, I'm done with the yeah. hiding. Like, that's it. Yeah. You know? And then you have my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, which I was trying to think, but I can't recall a single song that uses the word surgeon mm. i mean i i can't really think of any song right off the top of my head there's probably some song somewhere wow that's a good point yeah. that's cool although to be this is weird because i love that line so much i love how he makes not makes but like uh paints god as all these different things that he can be to you mm. surgeon friend father but it does a little bit bother me. I wouldn't say bother. It does a little bit throw me off that he's talking about my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, but then he says, I'll run to the father. Like to my to me and my head, there's a disconnect. Huh. I'm like, wait, you need a surgeon and a friend. Why are you going to the father? You know what I mean? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't think I ever noticed that. Partially because I mean God is Right. All of those things. And we know yeah. that. And at the same time, it's important to remember, he is the perfect father, you know? And the perfect father is m sometimes more mm. than what we wow. consider the perfect father to be. Yeah. And maybe that's kind of what they're going for with talking about my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend. Mm. So I'll run to the father because... He can do be all these things. Yeah. Wow. Kind of like if you have a dad who fixes things in your house, but also is there for you when you need to cry. Yeah. That's really cool. I didn't even think about that. I mean, me neither until right now. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> it's so hard using a word that's kind of obscure and making it sound natural in songs, but my heart needs a surgeon. Yeah. It just works. So well. Uh, and my soul needs a friend is like a good simpler concept but still very true and very honest mm -hmm. so i'll run to the father again and again and again and again i actually and, love those agains so much yeah me too me too because it's kind of like the same emotion of i'm done with the hiding 
It's like, I am mm-hmm. so determined. I am so desperate for God that I will try as many times as I need. I'm going to keep running to God like, again and again. And again. And I love that he doesn't just say, I run to the Father again and again. Because that would have been enough. Like, yeah. Like, okay, like you run to the Father again and again. Great. But it's again and again and again and, and again. again. Yeah. There's something about singing that over and over. Yeah. And then we have O's mm. that are just... It's just a really cool, which actually I'm very curious why they decided not to put that in the intro. I feel like that's a really cool intro. Because it's a great melody. Yeah. But you only hear it when it's the chorus. Yeah. Something that I want to point out is this idea of pitch zones and melodic contour that Cody Carnes and Matt Mayer and Ran Jackson, who wrote the song, really pulled off with excellence. But you have... The verse melody that is lower and your pre-chorus that slowly starts to go higher in Cody Carnes' voice. Mm-hmm. And once you hit the chorus, you're really up there yeah. in that upper register. You'll hear when you listen to the song, but just to show you a little glimpse of that, this is where the verse resides. And it's right down there and... That's I've carried a burden too long from on my own. And there's the same melody for I wasn't created to bear it alone. And then on I hear your invitation to let it all go, you have this hopeful twist, right? Mm. With God coming into the picture. I hear your invitation. And the melody rises up to uh, the C, which is... And it's slowly rising up until you go into I see it now I'm laying, laying it down. And I know that I need you where you are up higher than even the C into like the E, which is. And that's an I, and I know that I need you. And then so far, the highest note we've hit is E. I need you. And the chorus starts on the E and on the word two hits the F, which is one note higher than the E. And you have that melody repeated four times. And then when you go to My Heart Needs a Surgeon, you go another note higher to. And you just keep rising and then you hit that G. That's kind of like the melodic highlight is Mm. My Heart Needs a Surgeon, My Soul Needs a Friend. And then when you come back to, so I run to the Father again and again, it's almost like a release from the tension built up by the third line. And you're back to. And it's, I think that's a work of genius. Yeah, that's honestly. really well done. Wow. That's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they intentionally were like, okay, we're going to do this note. We're not going to pass this note in this part. But it's just, I think they are such prolific writers that at this point, they just did really good with this one. Yeah. And you can you can feel it, but it just kind of flows and it comes with I mean years of writing experience of course like Cody Carnes and uh Matt Mayer and Ran Jackson all have. That melody is incredible. Yeah, that's awesome. After the O's we go into the verse. You saw my condition, how to plan from the start, your son for redemption, the price for my heart. And I don't have a context for what kind of love 
I don't understand. I can't comprehend. All I know is I need you. I feel like Cody Carnes is just style, I guess, of lyric. They're not some stuff you would normally hear in like a church group, like a church worship team, like Hillsong mm-hmm. or Elevation. Okay. Things like I don't have a context for that kind of love. Yeah. Is just so so real. It's like he's having a conversation. He's just saying like I literally like I've never seen something like this before. Like you could say I've never I've never felt that kind of love, but like I don't have a context for that kind of love is yeah. so real. You know? It's a fresh, maybe not a fresh concept, but it's a fresh way of saying that. Mm. For me, that's the highlight of this verse as well. And then, of course, again, mm-hmm. and then we go into the bridge, which says, My heart has been in your sights long before my first breath. Running into your arms is running to life from death. And I feel this rush deep in my chest. Your mercies calling out. Just as I am, you pull me in. And I know I need you now. Up until now, you have a very, like, honest and, like, desperate cry almost. You know, that, that emotion of longing. Mm-hmm. And then the bridge does bring in a more conceptual mm-hmm. image. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's very mm-hmm. good, like, lyrically. I think it just requires a little bit more attention from the listener. Something that I noticed about this bridge is that the first three lines, I guess, are interesting in a lyrical meter form of way. And lyrical meter or metrical rhythm or scansion, various terms for the same thing. It's basically the way you say things. Uh, Every word you say and every line you say, every phrase you say has a rhythm to it, whether or not you recognize it. And the rhythm isn't necessarily like a tempo and beat for example my heart has been in your sights the way you say it is my heart has been in your sights long before my first breath running into your arms is running from running to life from death and the melody however doesn't necessarily match that rhythm the melody emphasizes parts of words that you wouldn't normally emphasize while you talk for example on the line my heart has been in your sights the melody is emphasizing the word in. And on long before my first breath, the melody is emphasizing the word my. Yeah, like long before my first breath. Yeah, long before my first breath. It's not necessarily how you would say it. And even on running, running into your arms, the melody emphasizes the two of into. So the second syllable of the word into so from the context of just the word into in itself or from running into your arms, it doesn't necessarily match. Interesting note. Yeah, I feel like a lot of times in songs, you have the melody first and then you're trying to fit good lyrics with those. And I feel like this is not even a bad example of doing this because sometimes you'll hear a song and the way they'll say a word, like happy is actually a very... <laughs> Very hard word to sing in any song, mm-hmm. honestly, <laughs> because we're laughing because there are songs that we know that really uh, don't do that job well. And I pointed out not to say that, oh, here's something bad about it or here's something wrong. Yeah. And I'm doing air quotation marks. <laughs> you can't see me. Uh, but it's also interesting to note that 
it doesn't sound necessarily odd when you listen to it. Yeah. Part of that is because every word in this bridge more or less lies on the beat. So, for example, uh, songs in 6 8, so it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. My heart has been in your sights long before my first breath. Yeah. As opposed to the chorus, which is. Run to the front, yeah. Fall in the graves, done with the hiding. There's that little syncopation, which is when a word is not on the beat, but it lies on the off beat, and that completely changes the way that it feels. That is probably why the discrepancy in the metrical rhythm of the words doesn't really stand out as odd in any way. It's probably because of the fact that every word lies yeah. on the beat, and it's a good difference in. Contrast from the chorus also, mm-hmm. like we have something different and it's it's a good contrast. So after the bridge, the chorus is repeated twice, but the second time that the bridge is repeated, the words change just a little. And the line that first said, my heart needs a surgeon, my soul needs a friend, now becomes, and my heart found a surgeon, my soul found a friend. That's so cool. I think it makes a world of a difference. It really does. Like, if you weren't saved at the beginning of this song, (laughs) you are now. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. It's interesting that you said the thing about being saved because Cody Carnes is actually talking about this in a video that I saw, and he said that he did this song at a church, and they did it as a last song, and it was after the sermon, and his pastor came up and gave an altar call at the end of the song. And I don't think... He necessarily wrote this song from the perspective of, oh, here's an altar call song. Mm -hmm. Or maybe he did, but at least I didn't take it that way when I first heard it. For me, it was more of a, if I'm in a place where I'm down and I feel like I've kind of pushed God away for a while, Mm. you know, and uh, it's just like a dark place to be in. And that's when I would sing this. I guess that's also just my perspective personally. Yeah. But it also works to think of it as a song about salvation because at the core, like this song really is giving you the gospel and it's giving you that invitation to run to the father. Yeah, that's good. There's not a lot musically happening in this song, but lyrically it's very good, very well thought, thought through. But for you, what makes this song noteworthy? I really think that this is a well-crafted, well-written song And I think the way they use the melodic contours in the song and uh, the way they shape the melodies from the verses to the pre-chorus and then to the chorus really, really, really stands out. That's one of the things that I think makes the song really noteworthy. And honestly, just the lyrical content, the honesty of that chorus and um, the borderline cry that you hear with words like, I run to the Father, I'm done with the hiding, really stand out. What about you? Actually, I was literally going to say the same. Like, does that image of desperation, that that clear Mm. painting of desperation for God, also that chorus melody is just incredible. Honestly, the whole song, which I'm realizing from what you said, that it's actually not just the chorus melody that's good, but the leading up to it is very... Um, well done so yeah if you like this song or found something interesting about it that you want to share with us 
Follow us on Instagram or Facebook at noteworthy.thepodcast and comment on our posts about this episode. We want to hear from you. Let us know which song you'd like us to analyze next. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.